Hi, everyone. I'm AudioNerd64. And I am Big Nakruma. <laughs> I just made a face. I, I don't know what I don't know what that was. And we are your game of friends. Game of friends. Game of friends. Game of friends. <laughs> So who who which one of us has the Jerry Curl? You or me? Ooh, I had one growing up. So really, mm-hmm. big old Jerry Curl. Ooh, I need to see some pictures. We're gonna text your mother. <laughs> yes, we are. We're gonna have to text her. Ooh, it's a decade too late though. <laughs> uh, logging on, we got releases about a month's worth. WWE 2K22, Tunic, Shredders. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Weird West, Ghostwire Tokyo, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Lego Star Wars, and the Ukraine Bundle. We're also talking Sony, Steam Deck, Game Pass, PlayStation Plus Premium, Breath of the Wild 2, Kingdom Hearts 4, Witcher 4, Fortnite, GTA Plus, and Ubisoft. <sighs> These past two weeks in nerddom, Moon Knight, Morbius, Tekken Bloodline, an attack on Titan. In the party chat, we are bringing back a favorite. You know them. You love them. You like all of their tweets because they're they're all fire. Mm, that's true. Leslie is here to talk to us about a game that we are not ever, uh, ever, maybe at some point, never for Jordan, Elden Ring, and Kirby. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Kirby. Wow. Are you the Game Awards 2023? <laughs> uh, Thank nice. you. Thank you. Well, I guess we should first say welcome back to hmm. us. Hmm. I hmm. caught a cold. I would not recommend it. Hmm. It sucked. And, and it lasted for a month. It was a long cold. It really... It, that, <clears throat> not you the, leave that in. Not the cold. It's the cough that... Mm-hmm. You know, it's lingering. It's a lingering cough. Um, it's not. It's not nearly as bad now. I only cough about I don't know once every couple hours. So that's good. It's enough, I think, to record a podcast. So we're recording a podcast. Hmm. We are your gamer friends. It's beautiful. Well, that's where we've been. We did drop a little treat first for our patrons, and then it was available to you. And so now you get a taste of the kind of stuff that we do. For the patrons, we started the thing where we watched the finales, and this time we decided to do the pilot, you know, because we want to watch Moon Knight. We can watch Moon Knight even though he's coughing. That's right. There was a lot of coughs that I muted. Oh, that was so nice of you. You I know, I try, to, I try to do my job. Hmm. Well, anyway, it's let's log on with the releases so that we can get back on track. All right. WWE 2K22 came out. And our wrestling correspondent, Mike, told me it's good. That okay. was the review that I got. You know, honestly, and, and Mike is a man of few words. <laughs> Clearly. You know, and I trust that. Hmm. I, trust, I, trust, I trust that. I trust his taste. If he says it's good, and then it's good. I don't necessarily. And so I will say I haven't seen any chatter about this. Which is probably good because last time they released a game, it was unplayable and there was a lot of chatter about it. It was. It's not good chatter. <laughs> it must be at least playable. Yeah. 
for people to be not saying anything, like it has to at least be passable. That's true. You know, tunic, which is basically fox Zelda. It's furry Zelda. Cedric is suppressing a laugh. I have heard only wonderful things. People really, really seem to enjoy it. It's on Game Pass, and it's next on my list. I platted Horizon Forbidden West. You had to get that in there, huh? I did have to get that in there. Early, and too. He didn't even... <laughs> didn't even wait. Didn't even wait. We will be talking about it soon, but in the meantime, my new single-player game is going to be Tunic, so I'll have some more thoughts on that soon. Shredders also came out, Xbox Game Pass 2, and... uh I'm hearing really good things. Have you, do you have any inkling of what Shredders is? Shredders actually, uh, embarrassingly enough, no. He's looking it up on his phone. It is a snowboarding <laughs> game, but like Ooh. a realistic snowboarding game you know, from Jordan, what I can tell. Not me looking up Shredders and then I get paper Shredders. That's hmm. rough for me. Um, you know, Jordan, I am I'm kind of a snowboarder now. Oh my god. That's where he caught his cold, by I, the way. I couldn't say it with a straight face. Hey, but you, I did a good job. I did a good job. You did do a good job. A I video saw of me doing a good job. About 15 seconds of being upright in a video, and I thought it was great. You know, when I skied the same thing, I stayed up the whole time. I didn't fall once when I skied. Wow. It's a very small hill. That's phenomenal. Anyway, I would love to check Shredders out. Well, it's free on Game Pass, and so I love that. we should. We'll add that to the list and give you some real reactions soon, but nothing but positive things that I've heard. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, also just really solid. People who are into Kirby or into cute platformers, they're loving it. I've heard a lot of wonderful things, and Leslie tells us all about it later in the show. We love that. Weird West, the latest Devolver digital production, has been released. It is like isometric, RPG, old school shit. It looks really cool. I, again, don't know about it because it is a little devil adjacent. Um, we, we hate that. But I've heard really good things about it. So I'm kind of like, oh, should I put, you know, should I put my concerns aside? We'll see, but so far this list is, you know, banger after banger. We we don't have any any disappointments so far. Yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, there's one. Well, you know, they can't all be perfect. But I will say, uh, apparently the one person who is giving it praise is giving it because it doesn't do the sort of uh voyeurism that uh Ghost of Tsushima and Sifu has been criticized for. So, interesting choice of words. I, yeah, I can I can see that. Tourism, cultural tourism. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I definitely have seen mixed reviews. There are people who seem to be enjoying it. Um, it doesn't seem to be what people kind of expected. Mm. And it also apparently does not diversify the gameplay loop very much. Like, once you get into the groove of what you're doing, you're doing it the whole time. Mm -hmm. I don't always hate that. Like, some people complained about that with Deathloop, and I fucking love Deathloop. So, I don't know. I'm not completely against watching this one, 
probably am not going to play it. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's very fair. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Can we just say, Homegirl is having a year. Tiny Tina? No, her voice actress, also the voice actress of Aloy in Horizon Forbidden West. Oh yeah, she plays the the QA tester that uh, in 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 that video game show that we liked. The lesbian in Mythic Quest. Myth- yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> She's the Mythic Quest lesbian. I uh, Wow. Okay. Ashley Burke is her name. We have to put some respect on her name. I didn't know that she was Tiny Tina, and I just have to say the range is insane because Aloy is very much like, hi, I'm like whispering half of my lines, and it's like so urgent, and like this is the tone that I have to set. I hate this little ASMR thing you're doing right now. <laughs> it's tickling my ears in a way that I don't particularly enjoy. Listen, some people are, are really not fans of Aloy's voice acting. Oh. I am. Sign me up. I want a breathy protagonist. Anyway. She has the range, and I appreciate her for that. Also, the game is apparently very good. <laughs> yeah. What is it? It's like D&D-ish. Yeah, Borderlands. Borderlands D&D. That's essentially what it is. It's also a looter shooter, which, of course, Borderlands is. So right. a lot of gamer friends having fun. There are an increasing number of people trying to play the game, not realizing that other people are playing the game. I just had a conversation with two folks last night. They were like, oh, yeah, I'm playing that. And I didn't know you were playing that. And I didn't know these other people were playing that. So you should join the Discord. You should join the Discord. Get in the Tiny Tina's channel. Because there is one. There is one? Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. Look, the channels, they we we keep them updated. We do. They ebb and flow. They ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. Much. Yeah. Lego Star Wars is out. Everyone loves it. And it reminded, someone reminded me actually that the f- beginning Lego Star Wars games didn't have dialogue. So yeah, they it was have- all silent, right? Yeah, it was all silent, so all the gags were visual. Like, uh, I saw a tweet that was like, when Luke, no, when Darth Vader was telling Luke that he was a, they, he was his father, he just showed a picture of him in Padme <laughs> with the baby, <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, but now they have voice acting, which is also hilarious. Apparently, like, People keep posting like all the idle animations of the characters, like a you know Anakin, it's like lightsaber goes red for a second, or like Emperor Palpatine drops a lightsaber at some point. It's very funny. It's very cute. It's Lego Star Wars. I don't. I haven't heard any complaints. I'm gonna wait till it goes on sale though. Lego games are expensive for me to already know the story, uh, <laughs> but they're. I mean, what? But they're hilarious. So I can't wait to play this when it eventually goes on sale during the holidays and do some couch co-op. For Christmas. Given the apparently horrific crunch that these employees had to endure. Oh, great. This in order too. to put out such a game. Fabulous. I am glad that it's at least being received super well. I've heard some complaints about the first few movies that they, much like the real <laughs> prequels, are a little half-baked. Uh, <laughs> some suggestions that perhaps they ran out of time. 
which would track with the crunch issues that have been reported what? in the studio. Like, why crunch a Lego Star Wars game? That's going to make you a million dollars if you put it out today, if you put it out tomorrow, if you put it out five years from now. Hopefully more than a million dollars. Well, I'm sure you know what I mean. It's going to make you a billion dollars. It's going to make you enough to take over Twitter in a hostile manner. So, like, why bother? Why is capitalism? It's so evil. I mm. hate this. Finally... <sighs> A Ukraine bundle dropped many weeks ago. We're going to link it in the show notes. One of the other things that we talk about with our lovely guest, Leslie, is several recommendations that they have for games that are in the bundle. So if you would like to hear some specific recommendations as encouragement for purchasing the bundle, we have that later in the show. It's like, congratulations, you'll, you'll get it right here. Listen. You, know, you don't have to leave. We are a one-stop shop. <laughs> Beautiful. It's beautiful. So, before we get into the news, given how much has happened over the last month, we are going to split a few things off. GDC, we're going to talk about in the next episode, Unreal Engine 5, E3, and updates on Raven QA, which, holy shit, the governor is fucking involved now. Um, All of that is going to be in the next episode, but... The next episode is going to be on time, so next week. We love that. We do love that. We so love you'll get a lot it. of content, and uh, we'll we'll get you caught up, and it won't be too far behind the actual news, and perhaps even more breaking news about the corrupt Democratic governor of California who is ruining the investigation into Activision Blizzard. We'll 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 have more information to share about that. Isn't that exciting? What a time to be a gamer. The other thing we wanted to do is try approaching this a little bit differently. Oh. Yes. Usually we spend like two to three to five minutes on like a lot of topics. This time we're just going to give some updates on things, but really dig into three topics so that we can spend more time and have a fuller conversation about those things. So we're going to see how this goes. We love experimentation. Maybe this is the new way of doing things. We'll have to see. Let us know what your feedback is. If you're a patron, you can do that through the Patreon. And if you aren't, you can reach us in the Discord or at info at GamerFriendsPodcast.com. We would love to hear from you. A lot of self-plugging. I guess it comes with the territory. <sighs> I mean, we don't usually it. do housekeeping. That's true. That's true. I'm not supposed to talk about the show on the show. Oh, yeah. Regardless, let's dive in with just a few updates on things. Sony had... A lot of news happened. There's a game that we're not talking about. They did a whole thing on it. They also announced Exo Primal, which is not Dino Crisis. No. Absolutely not Dino Crisis. It does look a lot like Anthem with dinosaurs. So we'll have to see what that turns out to be. Maybe that's what Anthem, that was a magic sauce that they were missing. Hmm. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Listen, it actually might be. Okay. <sighs> Co-op and endgame stuff for Returnal DLC was announced. I hope everyone's having fun with that. Also, a discrimination lawsuit. They are getting sued over discriminating against women because, of course, we should also mention that Bungie is having some issues in that area that are raising their head again. So, you know, we need to do better in the industry 
hopefully unionization efforts are moving us toward that. In the meantime, these lawsuits are certainly not hurting. Speaking of Bungie, they had a whole copyright strike fiasco. They were taking everything down. They were taking music down. They were taking lore videos down, which is basically several people's job now. Life was of, about to quit. Okay. It was wild. Anyway, it turns out that someone just pretended to be them and submitted all these copyright <gasps> That's strikes. That's what happened? Oh, my God. Yeah, it wasn't them. And they were pissed off at YouTube because their community was pissed off at them and they really didn't do anything. And apparently some of their own videos got copyrights. No. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So um, that, that was interesting. Kingdom Hearts 4, you nerds, you're going to get a new game. Congratulations. And apparently someone is going to nut. What? <laughs> you sent me that tweet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> What the fuck? No, okay. So it was a tweet. I I should read. Uh, we'll we'll post. We should post on the on the. Uh, we'll on link the page. tweet. Um, it it says. No, we'll link the tweet. We'll link the tweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you if you know, if you, you know. know, you know. But if, you know, if you know. not, the link is in the show notes. Congratulations to y'all. I'm sorry that Sora doesn't have giant clown shoes anymore. Uh, the Witcher 4 got announced. And for some odd reason, we're announcing what engines people are building games in now. Uh, oh, this is a huge deal. I don't know. What? I don't know. I guess I don't give a fuck. Uh, it's going to be made in Unreal Engine 5. And not the proprietary engine that made Cyberpunk 2077 apparently very hard to develop. So... Hmm. CD Projekt Red has learned a few things. We also learned, Fortnite players have learned, that the building isn't necessary. Fortnite had a no-building mode, so you actually have to aim your guns and shoot them at people. Mm. And people like it. Some mm. people don't. Some people, it was quite, it was quite a controversy. I did see one thing. Someone was like, oh, does this mean that like it's going to compete with Apex now? No. no. No, it's not. Breath of the Wild 2, delayed. Mm-hmm. No one's surprised there. No, I'm certainly not surprised. Nah, not at all. Now they're saying spring 2023, so we'll see. Okay, whatever, it'll come out when it comes out. Ubisoft did some funny shit. They had people buy NFTs for Ghost Recon, and then a few weeks later said that they were abandoning development of the game. <laughs> so no more Ghost Recon content, and your NFTs are worthless. We warned you. Whew, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> and the final drive-by item... Steam Deck apparently is very good. I had my doubts. It is literally a little bit larger than Switch-sized computer that can handle full games. If it runs on Steam, it runs on the Steam Deck. And people are loving it. People are enjoying full-size gaming in bed without having to use cloud infrastructure. And the best part, it sounds like Game Pass is coming to Steam Deck. That's huge. Huge. And that's actually where we want to spend the first of our deeper dives. A lot of information came out about Game Pass over the past month, including that announcement about Steam Deck. One of the bigger things is the announcement of a family plan, a Game Pass family plan. How do you feel about that? Audio Nerd 64. You know, the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. I think. How is it supposed to work? Is it like... We don't actually know. It is like confirmed by several outlets, but there's not an official announcement. 
the running assumption is that there will be some kind of central account holder and then people can have profiles underneath that. Kind of like how Netflix, my brothers and sisters, mooch off of me and have their own profiles. <laughs> well, it'll be like that. That's rough. You got to call them out like that. Listen, someone has to pay. And it's you. It is me. Right now, the highest level is fifteen ninety nine. So maybe the family pass is going to be twenty ninety nine, and you get like four licenses or something like that. That would be worth it right there, right? I mean, I guess for more than two people. Mm. Maybe it'll be higher than that. Do you think it'll be higher than that? I, I, I feel like they want to stay competitive. Than. Yeah, no. I think because what what's so PlayStation's thing is gonna be $17.99. The highest tier. Highest tier. We'll which we'll talk about. One. Uh for one person. I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be a 2025 thing. I think it's gotta be lower than two game passes put together. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, the math ain't massive for me. I you yes. know what I mean? <laughs> I do think that $20 for, like, an introductory price makes sense. I would be curious to know if it is going to be limited to three or four or, like, you know, maybe there will be different tiers and you can pay a little bit more to add a profile or something like that. It'll be like a phone plan. (laughs) $10 a line. (laughs) I hate this shit. I mean, I don't know. I'm excited about it because right now I completely mooch off of you but it means that I don't have access to games with gold anymore. Not that there's ever a game that I actually want to play. I don't think this has been one in a minute. <laughs> there was a Sherlock game that I lost access to because I no longer have games with gold. Which is a shame. I feel like games with gold, they used to give us some hitters. But I guess well, since Game Pass came around, exactly. they're like, here are the hitters. I think they make it bad on purpose. <laughs> they're like, please just pay us money. Yeah. You'll get the real shit. That's the... Hey. <sighs> Wouldn't be the first, you know. Anyway, anyway, I I don't think that there's any competition, and we'll talk about the reasons why soon when we talk about PlayStation. But it's clear that this is the preeminent gaming subscription. Yeah, Game Pass is in the top two, and it's not number two. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's how I feel about Game Pass still. Yeah. And that's how gamers feel about Game Pass. Apparently, they finally released some statistics, uh, taking a page from Netflix's book, which is a joke because, you know, Netflix's numbers are always fucked. Anyway, mm-hmm. people love Game Pass. They are playing more games. Yes. Not only are they playing more games, something that we are constantly talking about is, do indie motherfuckers make any money? When they put their stuff on Game Pass, like, there are mm. so many talking points about, oh, well, Halo, you know, that's the reason why the player count is dropping because no one paid for it, blah, blah, blah. And these statistics are saying, no, that's not true. Not only do people play more games, specifically a multiplier of 8.3 times more players per game, they also spend 50% more within the games that they play. It's that attention economy. They got us hooked. I mean... Content is king. Apex Legends is not part of Game Pass. It's a free game in its own right. But part of the reason why I will occasionally buy a cosmetic, and I don't feel that bad about doing it, is because I get a full year's worth of content from that studio absolutely for free. I was just talking to somebody, too. I was talking about how many hours... Oh, no. Someone was saying how many hours they put into Elder Ring, and I was like, oh... 
I put a lot of hours in the Apex, and I was like, oh, I'm embarrassed about the number. Mm. We, we shouldn't talk about that. I have far more embarrassing numbers, I'm sure. Regardless, <laughs> on day one, large publishers see 3.5 times as many players. Oh, wow. Indie developers see 15 times the number oh, of players. that's amazing. So if on average, you're getting over eight times more players. And if you're an indie, up to 15 times more players. Of course, that's why all these games are coming to Game Pass. The numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, I just hope they're getting paid enough. It's not like a... I'll just say it's not a music streaming service. (laughs) Well, we do know. Part of these same statistics say that indie developers see triple-digit revenue growth. Okay. That's huge. That's big. That's worth it. Why not? Yeah, I mean... Think of how many games we have played, even just for, like, a few hours, that we would never have played if they weren't on Game Pass. That's true. Paparazzi. <laughs> That's true. One that comes to mind at first. I'm but, thinking about Unpacked. I would have never paid to play that game, but I'm really glad that I played it. I would have paid to... Unpack? Only because of the sound design. I can't get you to do things around the apartment, and you're talking about you want to play Unpacked? Oh, no. You did not just say that. (laughs) Oh, no. We have to talk (laughs) after the recording. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Wow. That is crazy. Oh, no. Mm, mm, mm. (sighs) PlayStation Plus Premium. Say that five times fast and without getting a nice chunky plosive in your microphone. It is... Coming hmm. for $17.99 per month, you could play a fuck ton of PlayStation titles from the PlayStation 5 all the way back to the first PlayStation. Um, the la- latest number I've seen is up to 740 games, mm-hmm. uh, which is exciting, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll finally beat a Crash Bandicoot game. What was the one where you could you played it? And then, you know, you play, you clicked all, like, the blue crystals or something, and then some niggas, like, actually, you have to click all the purple ones to go back. I stopped playing that one. That shit was insulting to me. The Donkey Kong 64? No, it was, it was definitely a Crash Bandicoot game. Oh. I don't oh, remember. No. Someone needs to... I, I'll restart. Trying to figure out. Anyway. Um, that's the highest tier. There's three tiers. All right, there's three tiers. One that's $9.99, one that's $14.99. By all one, accounts, the $17.99 one... Is everything. It doesn't do anything. There's no reason to get it. Because it just allows you to stream. So, I, I mean, if you really want to stream, then you can get it. But if you don't care about that... Well, yes. Yeah, streaming PlayStation 3 and back. Right? Yes. Yes. Ironically, if you own those games, you can't put the disc in... No, you cannot. <laughs> and, ...and play it that way. No, it has no. to be streamed. But to be fair, like I can't put in an old Xbox disc. Yes, you can. Into the. Yes, you can. Any? Yes, you can. No, is it any? I thought it was yes, certain. Yes, you can. It's, I thought it was certain games. Are yes, you can. Really? It's not every game automatically, but if it's on the list, yes, you can. Well, yeah, there's a list. It's not. You, I can't. It, but the list grows every day. Fine. All right, whatever. I would I, I, I would I, be fair shocked balance. if you could find a game <laughs> fair that balance. you can't play. Okay. 
I just have to say I'm not enthusiastic about this. Fine. And it's not even just because of my obvious Xbox bias. Fine, whatever. <laughs> I own a PS5 now. In theory, yeah, yeah, if right. I we wanted to play... He owns a PlayStation 5. <laughs> if I wanted to play these old games, I could subscribe to this. Mm-hmm. I personally am not interested in, like, retro gaming. You know what retro game I would want to play? Hmm. NASCAR Rumble. You ever play that one? No. And what? It's, like, almost like a precursor to Mario Kart, although I don't remember how early Mario Kart was. And it just was like, you're in, like, NASCAR cars, and you have, like, power-ups and shit. You just bang, you know, you could, like, there was one that was, like, almost like a, like, it put, like, a little, like, heat thing in front of the car, in front of, the like, the car, and you could, like, bash people with it, knock them out. I hope you have a lot of fun playing. I love NASCAR Rumble. If NASCAR Rumble's on the list, I might have to fuck with $17.99 for one month, get my little nostalgia fix, get the fuck out. Hmm. You know, but we'll see. We'll see. I just don't go back to games that way. Right. Personally. So no, for me, me the utility of Game Pass is that I get new stuff. I do want the new things. I want the best things. I want the things. This does you know. not have day one first party exclusives. You still have to buy that. This does not have any promise for when those games will come. They implied that they may eventually come, but there's nothing about, oh, it's definitely going to come. I will say, to be fair, there are a lot of people that wait to play games, a mm-hmm. lot of people that wait to buy them until they're much cheaper. I personally did that with the last generation of PlayStation. I waited until the end of the life cycle, and then I bought the PS4, and I bought a bunch of games, and they were all like, Five to ten dollars, and I felt really good, and I played a lot of great things. Right, I played a lot of great games. Right. However, unless you're that kind of person, and you can in a year's time have access to what came out this year, which again we don't know what those time limits are going to be. We don't know how long it's going to take for God of War Ragnarok to show up on this service after it launches. Is that something that you stay subscribed to? Or is that something that you subscribe to when you want to play certain things and then you unsubscribe? Game Pass, to me, you keep the subscription. Doesn't seem like I would do that for this. Yeah, you wouldn't. I Yeah, but I'm speaking. Fine. I, I just, you know, we, I feel like, you know, we shit on PlayStation. No. Horizon is going to be my game of the year. Okay, okay. Like, that is a masterpiece as I far just, as I'm concerned. You know, I, fine. I just want to, you know, because for that $17.99, that for, controller? for those older games or those older titles, might mean something to somebody. It doesn't mean shit to me. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> why, are you, why are you pushing back on me? And then you, you said the same Ooh. thing. I did. But I said, ruder. I, it, it was it was a little bit ruder. It was. It was. <laughs> mm. I think the problem Good, was is that coughed. you know I didn't you know there was I, we had a PlayStation we had a PlayStation two and I had a PlayStation three mm-hmm. but I didn't have a million games on them things we had money like that so <laughs> I don't I don't so know. this is nostalgia for you it would be 
And that that is something that I would indulge in maybe like over a holiday season or something like that. I don't know. This is too many goddamn games. I couldn't justify paying another $17.99 for more things, you know? Yeah. It is a bit like... Now, if they were like day one exclusives and da-da-da-da-da and like their lineup was looking real nice, I might be like, oh, okay. That's completely you know? different. It is completely... That changes the day, that does. changes the game. And yeah, we ended up on the same, the same talking point, really. Uh, the issue isn't PlayStation and PlayStation games. No. The issue is this service. I just don't think no. this service is actually good enough to compete with what Game Pass is offering, even as a lot of people are going to enjoy the hell out of this service. Yeah. And good for them. And I'm I still think that, them. like, PlayStation games are, 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 do still lean more towards solo playing. They do. Which I don't true. like doing. Mm-hmm. I've, I don't like playing games by myself. I'm just curious about what the timeline between release and getting on this service is going to be. Miles Morales is going to be on it. Returnal is going to be on it. Death Stranding is going to be on it, although God knows I don't understand who would fucking want to play that. I... is a masterpiece. ...don't think that that's a super long gap. Like, Miles Morales is, what, two years old this year? So that's not that bad. But again, is it something that you subscribe for and then you beat the game... <laughs> In a month, and you unsubscribe? No, you go and play. You gonna play NASCAR Rumble or the original Spyro or some shit? I don't know. Finally, we all as gamers, we need to divest (laughs) from Grand Theft Auto. I am sick and fucking tired. I'm tired. Now, Rockstar, instead of giving us Grand Theft Auto 6, which I'm not saying that in an entitled, I need to go on Reddit and yell at developers kind of way. I am. (laughs) I'm not. I'm setting a good example for the gamer friends. They have announced Grand Theft Auto Plus, which is... Gay. (laughs) Does it have the the Ballad of Gay Tony in it? I hope so. I don't think it does. That's GTA 4. Oh, that's right. Gay Tony was 4. Oh, my God. This is GTA Online. Yeah. GTA Online. It's a subscription service uh, for the next-gen consoles. Ballad of Gay Tony was good. Ballad of Gay Tony was good. Mm -hmm. Grand Theft Auto 4, I think, is slept on. It's not Grand Theft Auto 5, but man. I think it was critically acclaimed. Was it critically acclaimed? It was. I feel like it was. <laughs> I, I feel like with all this talk about Grand Theft Auto Five and Six that's never coming out, we need to go. I would play the fuck out of Grand Theft Auto Four again. Well, I don't have any faith that they would be able to do a remaster and have it be playable. Well, no, <laughs> I do love me though. I would, you know, if it came out on Game Pass, I would play it <laughs> at least for a few hours. Oh, totally. Anyway. The subscription service is total bullshit. First of all, <laughs> every single person that subscribes to this is extending the, the date. life of Grand Theft Auto V. We need to cut it off. It's done. If you subscribe to this, you are personally responsible for an additional month between now and the arrival of GTA 6. Ridiculous. Clearly. Just want to spell that out. It's your fault. Second of all, you don't really get anything. Yeah, I'm like looking at the site right now. I'm like, what the fuck is in here? You basically get some property. You get some money every month. But it's so little money, 
If you are playing GTA Online still, you have, have much everything. better <laughs> ways to get money than paying real money to be given less fake money than you can grind in an hour. Like, the new heist can be done single player, and what people do is they just grind it and run it over and over and over again and make millions, and apparently you can run it, like, a few times in an hour if you're really efficient. So basically pay money, real money, or play the game <laughs> and get way more money. You already have the cars. You already have the yacht. If you're going to, like, first of all, you don't need the yacht and you shouldn't buy it because it was a waste of my money. I have nothing constructive to say because it's such a naked and disgusting cash grab. For $5.99 a month? It's crazy. I'm so, no, 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 it's, no, no, no. It's so I, annoying I, 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 and offensive. <laughs> I think what is offensive about it is that Rockstar has basically not asked, but forced us gamers to buy multiple versions of this game. Anyone who bought the I'm recent upgrade is also responsible for a month of the extension of GTA 6's development time. But you're completely right. We must divest. We must. Did you know that GTA <laughs> had more players in the month of March than Elden Ring? Are you... Who is still playing this game? Apparently everyone. I mean, good for y'all. I just... The online stuff never really did it for me. I got super into you it. You were very into it. Up until like a year ago, I had everything. Anytime like, there was a new update, I would go back and I would I would get the missions done and I would buy the new thing because I had like millions and millions of dollars. It was like I like the heist. I like doing the heist, but I didn't just like being out and about niggas is just running you over in their car. Like that no. It, I mean the power creep is insane because the people that know life the game and still play it every single right, day, right, right. you know, are gonna no scope you from across the map Ridiculous. in their flying motorbike. It's like <laughs> it's just frustrating more than anything it. now. I would like something new. I want to play Grand Theft Auto in a different sandbox, and I really, really am tired of waiting. Rockstar is really in their teenage dream <laughs> era, and I'm getting sick of, like, the fifth remix to the Alien Sex song. Like, can we please move on to another fucking album? And you know I'm right. That is an obscure, but Katy Perry fucking sat on that shit for like 10 years. I don't think anything about that is obscure. This is the second time you're like, I don't know if anyone knows this. You're, you're like a Reddit poster. Am I the only one <laughs> I keep forgetting that our audience breathes is every day? People, so like, obviously, they got it. I just, sorry, it's just, sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry to the gays and the days. <clears throat> okay. That was that was logging on. That was logging on. Please let us know. You know, give us some feedback if you enjoyed us spending more time on fewer things and you know running through the, <laughs> the list of the other stuff. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the gamer friends have to say. So now let's dive in to these past two weeks in nerddom. Moon Knight. Love it. You know what we have to think about the first episode. Well, you know what we have, what, what our reactions. say. What, what we, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really into it. Um, this is going to be a spoiler-free discussion. Um, 
Oscar Isaac does the damn thing. He does it well. Mm. <laughs> um, Ethan Hawke is doing what he has to do. Walking around in those shoes, baby. I Oof, the, can't. It's just all up in the crevices. The, and the sound of... Just, <laughs> hated it. Hated it. Oh, my hated, goodness. Hated that. Oh, Jesus. I got jump scared. You did. He really, oh, he's my I was God. Like, I just am, like, thinking about <laughs> watching Multiverse of Madness in the car... You're 100 feet away from the screen. It's going to be poorly lit, and you're still going to be in that thing screaming. Oh, absolutely. I am not looking forward to it. I am. You better believe it. Mm -hmm. I'll be there opening night. We'll watch it twice. (laughs) That's what they should do. They should play it back to back. They should play it back. Yeah. (laughs) They should play it back to back. Anyway, they were off topic. Moon Knight is great. Um, I love, especially stories that are like, very barely connected to everything else because it, it doesn't have like that weight. Oh my God. Know? There were or people like the speculating really? about or- the purple stuff when he summons the thing. I'll keep it vague to be spoiler free. They're uh, like, how is this connected to can the multiverse? Can MCU fans read? Actually, can I say one more thing about MCU fans? Absolutely. Someone, some people have been like, why don't these films win more Oscars? Now, here's the thing. I don't fuck about the Oscars. What? Also, MCU movies don't deserve Oscars for anything more than costumes. I can't even say sets because it's all CGI. Uh, Music. And I would say special effects, but they're kind of lacking in that department right now. And it's, it's showing. Anyway, so I need MCU fans to breathe. I need us to breathe. I um making me look bad. I'm trying not to see any MCU people things because the multiverse of madness trailers are just showing too much shit for me. I the last one that we talked about is the last one I watched. So I'm trying to shut the entire community out. I have muted almost every single word that could even remotely be connected to the MCU. <laughs> I'm just not even on Twitter. So that's, well, that's how I handle that's that a different issue. struggle. It's been great. My skin has cleared up. Tremendously. Huh. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Moon Knight is great. If you don't know anything about Moon Knight, you don't need to, because I, I don't really know, know shit. Anything. I didn't even know it was two niggas. I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, where is Moon Knight coming? I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, cool. some of us knew more than, I didn't know. than others. <laughs> I didn't know shit. I guess. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's a good it's a good entry point. Um, yeah. it's it seems cute, and folks are feeling like it's comic accurate from the very limited things that I've seen. So that's nice. Okay. Morbius pass was just a turd. We're not floating th- in the pool. We're not talking about this one. Because <laughs> here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not gonna see this movie. I'm not. Uh, I refuse to see bad superhero movies. Uh, I still have not seen The Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. Ooh. And I will not watch these things to talk about them. You're not going to get that from me. You're not going to get that here. I'm just letting you know. Um, so, yeah, apparently this movie sucks. Ass is garbage. Literally worse than Fantastic Four, apparently. <gasps> I'm just repeating what I've heard. 
Just repeating what I've heard. Damn. As soon as I saw the story that Jared Leto walked very slowly and with a cane to the bathroom because he's a method actor, I knew this shit was going to bomb. And I think the worst what? part... I feel like... Oh, because the last time I was thinking of... The last time someone method acted was Jared Leto... Doing the Joker Doing the bullshit. Joker, and which was also a flop. So I don't know. Is it Jared Leto? Is he the flop? Is it method acting is the flop? Here's which the thing. People have been exposed to Jared Leto, the actor, for such a long time that they forget that he was in a band and that's why he was famous in the first place and that he just got a few acting gigs and then it turned into this. He was in a band? Yeah, 30 Seconds to Mars or whatever. He was in 30 Seconds to Mars? He was the lead singer or something he like was that. A, really? That's why he's famous. No way, I... Yes. Mechanical keyboard clicking. Oh. Oh my God. Anyway, of course the scene kid is doing all this dumb bullshit. (laughs) 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 Woo! That's rough. Yeah. At some point in my life, I think I like 30 Seconds to Mars. They had like a couple of There were a few songs that, you know, were on a playlist or two, I guess. That's why, yo. I did not. Oh my God. Anywho, Tekken Bloodline got announced. The next Marvel anime slash video game adaptation. Wait, did I say Marvel? You did. Netflix. Whoops. Marvel on the brain. Uh, I have to say, I haven't really kept up with Tekken. I, I never, used to be a huge Tekken fan. I was. I was more of a Soul Calibur. We were more of a Soul Calibur family. Um, I love the Tekken characters that I know. And yeah. a lot of it is nostalgia. But like... I don't think about their stories. I'm ready for this. Oh, okay. I um, feel like it could be good. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the closest thing to really think about is like Mortal Kombat. So, I mean, I guess if it's like, I don't know. I think it has a more interesting story than Mortal Kombat, TBH, even okay. though it's kind of the same story. I mean, hell, we'll see what happens. It's like a... You know, secret fighting competition type situation. I guess it kind of is just a total yeah. ripoff of Mortal Kombat. Who cares? You get that fresh Netflix content. This is yeah. supposed to be animated or live action? Animated. Okay. Wait, is it? I'm pretty sure it's going to be animated. Now you have me second guessing myself. Anyway. Anyway. I'm looking forward to that. What I'm not looking forward to <laughs> is... Attack on Titan. So we were told that this was the last season. And every season has only ever had two parts. Right. The second part finale just happened. Okay. And right before it aired, they were like, see you for part three in 2023. People already suspected that something was going to happen because the story was was like far from over. Yeah. And yes, we thought that maybe it was going to be a movie. Now it is clear we're getting another season, which is just another year that I'm potentially spoiled for what ends up happening. But also, the more that I see in the show, the more I'm kind of like, maybe I should just spoil myself for what's going on. Because I'm really caught in the middle about this. I Like, it is becoming very interesting. They're talking very explicitly about stopping genocide and the cycle of violence. And yet you just can't get around 
naming your characters the names of fascist leaders. Like, there's just a dichotomy there that is so exhausting and frustrating. Mm-hmm. I still want to have that conversation. And I guess what I'm most annoyed about is that I feel like the conversation's not going to be timely. Because if we compare, you know, the discomfort of Peacemaker with the discomfort of this, you know, it. it I guess we could do Peacemaker season two and then this. That's interesting because what you have... At least from my understanding, the discomfort between the two shows are very different. They're very different, but I think that they're indicative of the same thing, which is about the author's intent and how much you can read into the material to really make a judgment, I guess, Mm -hmm. about what the author themselves actually believes. Mm -hmm. And the limitations of that because depicting someone doing a bad thing doesn't mean that you're endorsing that behavior. Right. But I also think that, you know, if you keep ringing the same bell over and over again, it might be indicative of some deeper thoughts and feelings that you have about certain issues. So, right. So it's just not a cut and dry thing. You can't say that it's never never impacting the work and you can't say that the work is never immune from misinterpretation or whatever. So I don't know. I, I, I'm remaining confused, but I will watch it because I'm too deep now. <laughs> I got to know what gotta happens. Finish. I gotta finish oh, that's it. rough. I'm so sorry. <sighs> well, I think it's time for some music. I agree. Please drop some music. We are so excited to be welcoming back to the show, friend of the show, a game developer industry extraordinaire. <laughs> Leslie is here. Hello. Hey. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my goodness, of course we have to have you back. For your Twitter takes alone. <laughs> First of all, oh you're so welcome. And second of all, um, we're just not going to play Elden Ring. And so <laughs> we wanted to keep this okay. shit on brand. We cannot take it too seriously. I am just repulsed by so much of what I've seen. And so I I want to dive into <laughs> really? that. Really? <laughs> I want to dive into that. But first, you have done some extensive research in support of the <laughs> Ukraine bundle. I did, yeah. So, like, yeah, a week or two weeks ago, um, itch.io came out with a a bundle for, you know, for helping folks in Ukraine with all of that going on. And there are so many, I think they said over 600 games, game assets, tabletop things, like all kinds of of crazy stuff in there that um, for, like, pay whatever you want. So I paid, like, I think, like, 25 bucks to get all of this stuff and some of the some of the uh, games I've already played before but it was so nice to like 
go back in there and kind of like dig through the mm. dig through the mm. <laughs> the um the pile and see what was in there. So yeah, I have I have like nine or ten games, and then I have one non-game related thing that I wanted to like recommend because I think if you bought this and you weren't sure, like, oh my god, where do I even like start? Mm-hmm. These are like some amazing games to like to start out with. So the first one that I love is called Skatebird. Oh, which oh, is Skatebird. <laughs> Skatebird's amazing. It's basically what if Tony Hawk was a literal hawk. Um, <laughs> yeah, but there's no a, Tony Hawk in the game, correct? <laughs> there's no. no Tony Hawk in the game, but you are a little bird and you are skating, which is like <laughs> amazing. Um, there is also Cloud Gardens, which is this really a relaxing, cool little puzzle diorama growing game. It's almost like a digital bonsai tree. Ooh. It's just super cool. And really um fun. Yeah, it is. It's like growing new, making new life with like the trash around this this little diorama. It's super cool. Um, Wander Song is one of my favorite games from like the last like five years. It's this adventure game where your your weapon is like your beautiful singing voice. <gasps> oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, but do do not be misled. This game is super cute, but some of the themes in it get pretty real Mm. (laughs) at one point i had to put it down because i was like this is dark (laughs) i can't like i could not handle it oh you're cedric watching bojack horseman yeah exactly (laughs) why not call me out like that because i want you to finish it (laughs) i i'm like two seasons behind still i haven't been spoiled yet so close Uh, what else what else what else oh my god super hot have you all played super hot oh my god we have It is the most innovative shooter. It's literally the only first-person shooter I've ever been even remotely okay at. (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I'm I'm dog shit at first-person shooters, and and for some reason, this one, like, works with me. Plus, I'm not, like, getting screamed at by 12-year-olds. That's fair. That's That's, very fair. fair. It does something to the psyche. It really does. Did you play the sequel? Did they make another one? They did. They made like two per hot. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's what pretty it's much. Called. It's pretty much what it is. Just more super hot. There's even like a like an infinity mode. You just keep getting thrown into like oh, computer generated. I love that. Ma- yeah. No. I mean, I fucking love super hot. It's so. It's so cool. What else? Oh, Yinglet. Y n g l e t. It's this like two D platformer where you're like a little amoeba jumping from like bubble to bubble. It it made me think of like I don't know if y'all have ever. Um, the studio that made Journey, like one of their very first games was a game called Flow, where you're basically like a little amoeba. I've heard of it. And that. it reminds me a lot of that, but has like 2D platformer elements in it. So it's really, really cool. Hmm. And like the art design's really neat. I just think it's a chill, a very cool little game. Also a short hike. Like one of the chillest collectathon games on the planet. The art style is amazing. You're like this little bird and you are trying to climb up this mountain and it's just the music is fantastic and the ending is really like you know emotional and it's just it's very cool and it's like maybe an hour and a half two hours long like it's a very very cool little like kind of sunday afternoon game Mm. love it love it this is very much a vibe collection so far it is yeah what else oh baba is you is this very cool, like, logic puzzle game mm-hmm. that simultaneously makes me feel like the smartest person and the biggest idiot <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> it's, um, it's super cool. The The art design's really neat. It's kind of like that old-style Atari kind of, like, 
black background and like very, very, um, like very simple little graphics. It's just mm. super cool. Uh, Minute. I don't know if y'all have ever played Minute. Minute's a very cool game. It's like, what if you were playing Legend of Zelda, but then every 60 seconds, Link just fucking died. Oh. <laughs> oh. And you had to start all over again from where you were. So it's very cool. Like, you know, it, it's like Majora's Mask, that kind of like time stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's cool. Like if you, you know, if you open up a gate and then you die, when you go back, that gate is open. So like things are still progressing when you're playing through it. Um, but it. it's just very cool. Uh, Arcade Spirits, which is my favorite like uh, romance visual novel. It's super gay and super nerdy. It's just amazing. I love it. Hidden Folks, um, which is this like black and white line art. Where's Waldo? Ooh. It is. It's very neat. Um, Super Hexagon, which is a cool as hell action game with music by Chipsil, who's this incredible Irish chip chiptune musician. It's very like high paced and and very wacky. It's just and and the um the design is just really cool. I just love that a lot. Um, so those are all the game games that was in that bundle that I really liked. The one non-game thing is a digital book of these really beautiful sketches by this um, guy who goes by Ink Scratch. And it's basically beautiful anime women, but what if they were old video game consoles? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, So it'll be like... You know, the Atari, like, 2600, but she's, like, a magical girl, like a Sailor Moon. It's very, very cool looking, so. That. <laughs> I just like looking at that. <laughs> might be worth the price of admission alone. That sounds so yeah, interesting. Yeah, exactly. It is super, super cool. Well, thank you so much for these recommendations. We will leave a link to the bundle below. And all of that, plus magnitudes more. So much more. <laughs> And definitely going to a good cause in supporting the people on the ground in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, with Cedric's illness, Mm -hmm. this conversation has been delayed. And so more than ever, the people want to know what the fuck (laughs) is going on with this game? Because what the fuck? I mean, have y'all like okay? What is your what is your history with the Bloodborne Souls Sekiro whole like genre? Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and I will say the first half of Jedi Fallen Order for me. <laughs> <I never laughs> the scrub didn't even finish wow, that. I, I thought I was gonna be the like I thought my like foray into a into like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, or whatever was gonna be the the most like basic because I played <laughs> okay. I played the first um I played the first Dark Souls when it came out and I got to Anne Orlando, which is like the one of the first levels, quote unquote, in the game, and I got to like the first boss fight with these two like fucking night perverts i hate them so much and i i like i got so angry that i literally like took the disc out of my 360 or whatever it was and i like opened my window in my mom's house and (laughs) flung it (laughs) out the window you had a gamer moment 
I had a gamer moment oh, like I was that. playing Ultimate Frisbee. And then I did have to go into my front yard and try to find it again. Um, but yeah, so and I I'd never touched a single from Soft Game after that. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, up until Elden Ring. And, I, you know, for some reason, this game like really clicked with me. I don't know mm. what it is. Yeah, it's just there's a lot going on. That's kind of FromSoft's, like, motto is, like, don't tell you fucking anything what's going on lore-wise, and you just kind of have to, like, figure it out. Mm -hmm. But, no, I think it's cool. Like, do you guys, like, what is your hesitation with playing it? It's hard. It's hard. (laughs) Well, because, like, look, I I, I don't mind a challenge, okay? I don't mm -hmm. mind a challenge. I'll, I'll go do a save plus at a harder difficulty. I'll do that for sure. But... I've never played any of these games. They're notoriously difficult. And then I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, I think you like watched the in- or put the intro on to the game and they were talking about the lore. And I was like, well, I was like, what the fuck? What is going on? You know? <laughs> I was doing some prep and something that the audience should know, both should, like, if you're a regular listener, you probably know this, and should, like, it's important context for the conversation. Cedric doesn't do fantasy. Mm, okay. Uh, fine. Lord of the Rings <laughs> is some of the best and most accessible fantasy that you can get. I slept through it. And he slept through it. <laughs> like, he did not enjoy it. Now, now yeah. I, I, I'll dig my own hole here. I slept through it while also getting the abridged version. Like, Jordan was, like, oh, no. fast-forwarding through <laughs> stuff. He was like, this isn't important. Or, like, you don't need this. And yet, <laughs> I still did full of- argue that Game of Thrones is more accessible. No, no, I'm sorry. Not accessible. That's not the word I want to use. It's more approachable than Lord of the Rings. Uh, okay. Maybe. It's probably because there are a lot of hot people. I'll admit that. All right. Fine. Fine. Yeah. fine whatever. <laughs> whatever. We, do, Regardless, love. like... Yeah, you will not find a single hot person in... Um, <laughs> like, well, I'm sorry. All right. So this <laughs> is a good interview. Thank you, Leslie, for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's... I I don't I, honestly I can't describe why I why it clicked for me. You know, sometimes like it it's like with Monster Hunter games. Like every Monster Hunter game that I've ever played, like the first one that I played was like I had was totally out of my depth. Like I couldn't understand anything that was going on. I was like, "Well, fuck that." Mm-hmm. And the next one I played, I think was like Monster Hunter World, and it like oh, I almost got there and I made it like halfway through that game. And then Monster Hunter Rise came out and for some reason like I was in their, like, swimwear. Like, I was totally immersed in that game. So, I don't know. Like, I, I think the fact that I had some memories of, <laughs> of like, <laughs> yeeting this disc out of, my mom's, <laughs> out of my mom's house, like, set me up to appreciate this game for some reason. I don't know. Plus, also, like, it's super easy to just go online and, like, find a, a trainer and just, like, put on God mode and then you can just breeze through the entire game. I actually did that for my first playthrough. I went like, okay, I just want to get the lay of the land. I'm going to pop on a a mod, get God mode. I'm going to get endless runes. I'm going to get the best gear. And so I beat that game in like two days. And then I went back and I was like, okay, I'm going to, now that I know the lay of the land and I know like how hard everything really is, then I'm going to work my way up naturally. Mm. So That's an interesting way to do it for sure. Um, For me... My issue is not so much that I'm intimidated, but rather eldritch horror 
is like very far from my jam. I I find the universe and the character design and everything about it just kind of gross in a in a way that's like hard <laughs> to explain. There are a lot of everybody's wet for some reason. <laughs> like <laughs> all the monsters, all the people, there everybody's got like a glossy sheen. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I can't like, oh, get man. over it. I hate I hate I, that. I get it. You know what though? Like there's this really great video on Polygon. I think his name is Patrick Gill. He talks about how like the bosses in Dark Souls and stuff like that um, sort of operate and are designed the same way as Jim Henson Muppets. <laughs> and so because That's they do, they have like a they have like this shape to them. They have like the texture almost the way that they, you know, have like hair and fur and all this stuff. And yeah. like. I think knowing or like having that thought in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, this is just like a big, big bird. Like, <laughs> mm. See, that is interesting. I will say it has been appealing to hear the number of folks that are like, this is the most accessible Dark Souls-esque game that there is. Like if you want to experience this type of gameplay, this is the game to do it with. I will yeah. say it rings like a little hollow to me because I've also heard folks say that this is in many ways much harder because the open world has like compounded the difficulty in a different way. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts. The way that I look at it is that in previous Dark Souls, they were kind of open world they were still very linear like you could only go to a couple certain places and then keep moving on from there Mm -hmm. so if you got stuck at a point like you know if you got to a point where you're just getting mauled to death by a thousand like gobble monsters like you really couldn't go anywhere else like you just had to keep grinding to get up to a level where you could beat them and I think the interesting thing about Elden Ring is that if you're in a place and you just keep getting your ass handed to you and your poor deer horse thing keeps dying underneath you, (laughs) like you could just say, I'm out of here and then just straight up go to a different location where you can kind of grind a little more and get your runes up and then find something, maybe find a better sword or find a a cool spell that will help you like, you know, in a different area. Mm -hmm. So you have a little bit more freedom to be like, well, I'm obviously boned if I stay here. So I'm just going to go back to like the the beginning area where there's like four dudes who I can I can just farm their soul essentially. <laughs> I think that's a fascinating explanation because it reminds me of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> it reminds me of how I approached Pokemon as a kid. Yeah. I I I think that's true, you know. It's it, I mean it's just it's a common thing in video games of just like level progression or like character progression. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they, they set this up in a way that's like, okay, you're obviously too under leveled to be here, but there are ways to mitigate that. If you just like kind of backtrack a little bit. And then for some people, that's kind of annoying. It's like, I shouldn't have to go to the same spot 13 times and kill the same disgusting looking dogs to to get to get leveled up enough to beat this guy and like I get that but at the same time like the thing that's cool about Elden Ring is like you don't have to just stay there you know there are tons of other places where you can kind of do that same sort of mechanic loop and then get to where you need to go okay so then how exactly does the progression system is there like levels is there like 
So what you're doing and what what like most of the FromSoft games have been just in different, you know, they'll use different terms. Like instead of souls in Elden Ring, it's runes. Basically, you are gathering these runes and they are, they're doing several things. They're serving as your currency. So you mm-hmm. can spend runes to buy items. Um, but they are also your the things that you spend to level up your character. So you can, and there are seven or seven or eight different slots that you can put them in, depending on what kind of class you play. So there are several different classes as well. Mm-hmm. The things that I like to play as, I'm, I basically just like to go and throw my body at an enemy until I die. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to put a lot of my runes into like strength and like dexterity, which is like uh, how quickly you can you know, dodge and things like that. And also vigor, which is basically just HP. Mm-hmm. For some people, they really enjoy using magic. So they'll put that into their faith and their arcane, which makes, you know, unlocks like uh, complicated spells and unlocks spell slots. So you have, I think you start out with two, but you can unlock more of them. So you have, you know, kind of good arsenal um, that you can use. So it's basically what you prefer playing. There's also, I think, a bandit. If you are more into like, you know, sneaking up behind a guy and shanking him in the back that way like to kill him. Like, there are different ways that the game accommodates for your play style, which I think mm. is cool. Is there one universal skill tree that you spec into, or does each individual character class have its own progression system? So, yeah. So, every class gets strength, dexterity, faith, arcane, all that stuff. It depends on... You know, like if you start out as a brawler or like a a really like strength heavy character, then your strength starts at like level 17. Whereas if you were a magic user, you'd have less strength, but more like your magic level or whatever would be higher. Mm -hmm. There is also like just a base character, which I think is called like depraved or prisoner or something like that, um, where everything is even. It's just a level 10 straight down the board. Um, So if you have no idea what kind of, character you want to play as you could play as the prisoner and just have basically a an even slate to start with so a mario yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so how difficult is it is this like the most difficult thing you've ever played can people who have never touched the souls game actually do this and not complain about it on twitter like is it all <laughs> <laughs> i i'm i'm not gonna sugarcoat it it's super hard like when I turned off my all my mods and I was playing like, you know, straight or whatever, I I've died probably like 300 times already. Um, a lot of it is fall damage, which kind of pisses me off. <laughs> like My guy will just be like seven feet above a ledge. And if he falls off of it, he just like collapses like unbreakable. <laughs> like He's um, he's Mr. Glass. Um, <laughs> but um, I think um, I think what's cool about most of the FromSoft like bosses is that they have these sort of combat patterns that you can read very easily. So if you like to learn how a boss, you know, the ways in which a boss will fight, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, he's gearing up to throw his, you know, staff at me and then he's going to turn around and kick me or whatever. It's almost like reading, you know, you can read this character. And so you can kind of you and you have a lot of time to respond to the way that the boss is coming at you. So like if he if he's about to hit you with his staff, it takes like a full like three to five seconds for him to get his big spindly arm up in the air enough to like 
come and wail on you. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of time to like react that way, which I think is cool. So, mm. I mean, if it's something you're interested in playing, like definitely do it. If you're just like, I know that that type of game is not like, you know, not for me, like then don't. You can play a, you know, play play one of the very cool vibey games from the Ukraine bundle. Like you don't need to be up in here. You don't need to be in this space. <laughs> so it's not the greatest game that's ever been made that is unmissable and is a stain on your character if you don't pick it up. Right. Yeah. And I've I've always said that from about from soft games. It's like there, because there are people out there. There are people that are like, "Oh, if you've never played Dark Souls, you're not a real like capital G gamer." And it's like, that's fine. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen your ilk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am fine with that. I will just go play my little soft rock and yogurt fantasy games. <laughs> like, I do not need to be here. But I think Elden Ring. I think if you've ever had the thought like. I'd like to play a Dark Souls game. I think Elden Ring is the best place to start. Okay. Okay. Let me take this as a way to interlude because that sounds like a good place to stop talking about Elden Ring. We don't really want to do story spoilers because if we do end up playing it, I'd want to be able to put that jigsaw together myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. From what I've seen, it's incomprehensible for a very long time. However... What's very straightforward is Horizon Forbidden West. And I have spent the entire morning essentially doing what you're talking about in terms of reading a boss. I discovered that a very vicious machine was the only thing that could drop this one particular item that I needed so that I could upgrade my OP super amazing armor. And all morning, (laughs) I have been attempting to defeat this machine in such a way and yelling that the and yelling that the <laughs> enormous sack <Ew>. that <laughs> pause flag on the play. <laughs> it's a it's a polar bear-esque machine, and its chest and stomach are like a um a, a sack. And it's they're <laughs> filled with an element called chill water. And if you explode the sack, which mm. if you're trying to kill the thing, nor like if you, if you just get surprised with one of these things and you need to kill it so that you can get away or whatever, that's what you do. You you shoot the sack mm-hmm. and then it explodes <laughs> and it does so much damage. The item that I needed could only be found with an intact sack. Oh, my God. So I'm over here reading this fucking (laughs) monster because I have to, like, do all of my weakest attacks to whittle it down and, like, apply status and stuff like that. And so all that to say, I think I could play Elden Ring if it was set in, like, what their version of heaven would be, I guess, because everything that they make, it looks like it takes place in some circle of hell. (laughs) (laughs) that's that's true i think the best part is definitely like the environmental design like every single place that i get to is like i don't want to fucking be here (laughs) like this place (laughs) looks like it sucks (laughs) and then i'll get to a new place and be like oh my god that this place makes the other place look like fucking cancun (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, oh boy. boy. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, in the complete opposite direction, a game not made for the elite capital G gamers amongst us, but rather for children. <laughs> Kirby is deep-throating everything, and you have played it. <laughs> what is going on? How is it a game made for children with such an obvious innuendo? <laughs> well, I, you know, I kind of want to push back on that a little bit. Please, please. I, so I've gotten to, I think, the very last world, the last level of the last world. I haven't gotten to, like, final boss territory yet, but... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This game gets really dark. Oh. <laughs> it's it, it gets so dark at the end. It's it's and it's funny to like to you know because there's like cute little obviously cute little Kirby and all of his cute little Waddle Dee friends and he's got this weird <laughs> cute little like chinchilla thing that is hanging out with him and and like when you start the game you're in like you know this sort of beachy or like a, a city that's like over overrun with like um foliage and stuff like that and like no people. It's a, it's very obviously obviously like what happened if if all the people left earth for like 10,000 years. Um got it. And it starts really cute and then it just gets progressively more and more like disturbing. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you don't really realize that as you're playing through until you get to the last part and like you know you're going back and being like, "Oh no." Cuz like you know, cute little beach town. And then there's this, you know, a, an amusement park, an ab- abandoned amusement park that's like covered in trash. And you're kind of like, huh, that's a little weird. And then you get to this city that is completely snowed over. And it's like, oh, that's, that's doesn't seem right. And then you get to a a wasteland that is basically like a factory that has been um, basically polluting this entire area. And it's like, oh my God, Kirby, what? Where where are we right now? <laughs> it's really really interesting to like see this sort of environmental storytelling mm. through a Kirby game. Yeah, <laughs> like this is not what I was expecting. I gotta I say, know, yeah, it has a lot to say about like you know, yeah, the way that we pollute our planet and the ramifications of that and the things that we're doing to the environment with like industrialization and it's like. This is a Kirby game. <laughs> it makes it it's just very very funny how it incorporates those elements into a game that yeah is supposedly meant for children. The last like couple worlds, quote unquote, with their levels have been actually very difficult <laughs> and like oh, okay. I'm glad that there's um there's actually two modes that you can play in. So there's like kind of easy breezy baby mode, which I'm playing in because I'm I'm just need a soft, like I said, soft rock and yogurt <laughs> game to play. Um, and then there's like a little bit more like hard, hardcore mode where um, you get less health pickups and the damage that enemies do to you are a little bit more severe. So, mm. but it is, it's super interesting. Got it. Um, one thing that is missing from your commentary that I think our audience in particular is really interested in. Yeah. Please explain the suck mode. Suck mode? Well, I mean, Kirby's always had a suck mode. Like, <laughs> Kirby's, that's that's basically his entire, like, method of attacking is, is to suck up his enemies and, like, gain their whatever power. So, like, he'll suck up a little fire demon guy and then he has the 
ability to, you know, breathe fire and things like that. What's cool about this game is that there are things in the environment like he can suck up a traffic cone and then he is like triangular so he can, you know, puncture holes into the concrete or whatever using his little like his little like triangle tip <laughs> or um thank he, you for the phrasing of that. Yeah, I'm trying to be delicate. Um he can suck up um oh, he can suck up a vending machine and then his mouth is a little flat and yeah, he, he can. can shoot um <laughs> He can shoot like soda cans at his enemies. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, it it but it's just cool to like see you know because in in previous games it's just been Caribbean like sort of a fantasy world like you know planet pop star wherever he's from right. you know these aren't real places but to see him like utilize like stuff in the environment that's like where real people live you know like mm -hmm. <laughs> there are real ass vending machines you know and it's just really neat to like see him utilize those things in the environment that is very realistic <laughs> i think it's just silly i'm gonna be honest with you i have not played a kirby game since game boy so it has been a very yeah. long time well the thing is like I like this game. I like the design. I like everything about it. I I don't think Kirby as like a franchise, I don't think you can really get very like revolutionary with it. You know what I mean? So like if you've played the Game Boy Kirby, you've essentially played this Kirby. It's just a little bit, it's got a little bit more gimmick. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's what, the past couple of Kirby games have been, you know, like the rainbow curse with on the DS, like you could use the stylus to like move him around. And like, that was the gimmick, but essentially the, the, you know, go through this world, suck up bad guys, beat up the boss, shoot King DDD in the eye. Like it, 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 it's all like, it is all just sort of the same stuff with like different rapping. <laughs> Making, I am trying to be sincere and wholesome. Oh, and y'all are getting, y'all no, are getting, it's just, being two dirty birdies over it's there. It's just Jordan. It's just Jordan. I am okay. <laughs> it was specifically the eye that, that got me. Sorry. <laughs> mm -hmm. So sorry. I gotta say, King DDD was rocking my shit back on the Game Boy Advance. He's a, you know, for a, for a mega boss, he's such a cute, cool little dude. <laughs> I loved playing him in Smash. Mm -hmm. Well, I was, oh, I was yeah. going to say, my, my question, I guess, would be if the only Kirby game that you have played is Super Smash Bros., <laughs> would this be a good place to start? Yeah, I think so. I think it's um, I think it's super approachable. Like I said, with those two modes, if you want it to be a little bit easier, if you want it to be a little more of a challenge, you could do that. And you can switch uh, mid-game. So if you're like, you get through the first world and you're like, eh, that was, you know, that was a cakewalk. That was baby game for babies. I want to, I want to be <laughs> challenged. I want to play hardcore Kirby. <laughs> um, you can, you can make that switch. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's a good, yeah. And the soundtrack is really cool. Like, like I said, the art design's great. There's a lot of like collect-a-thon stuff too. So there's like, you know, you're collecting money that you can spend in kind of the home world. Um, and you're also collecting um, upgrades to the powers that Kirby gets when he sucks up enemies. And you're also collecting these little, it's so cute. You're collecting these little like um, gachapon capsule toys. Hmm. And so when you go in and look at them, you can like rotate the camera and it, it looks like 
huge ass Kirby is in the background, just like looking at this little like capsule toy, and he's just so enraptured with it. <laughs> it's such it's such a cool little like gimmick. I love that. But yeah, if you if you've never played a Kirby game, or yeah, if it's been a while, um, this is a good one to start. I think. Okay. Well, I think that's a good place for us to move over into what you are doing. Which is creating a wonderful podcast about a show that I've never really seen, uh, but I've enjoyed <laughs> listening to you rewatch it for what sounds like the eight hundredth time. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know what's funny? Well, okay, so I'm doing a podcast with my friend Kate. It's called Fangs from the Memories. It's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch and recap podcast. I've watched it several times and Kate has obviously watched it like every year since it came out. Um, she's like way, way into it um, and remembers stuff that I completely forgot was even part of the show, um, except for the fact that Xander Harris sucks ass. But it's so funny that most of the guests that we've had on so far, they have also never seen it, never saw a single episode, but they were like, oh, I'll come on and watch these two episodes and and then try to <laughs> try to put together what is going on which I think is just so funny. So yeah, even if you've never seen a, a single clip of Joss Whedon, <laughs> sorry, that was a fart noise. Um, <laughs> Joss Whedon's seminal TV show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's something you could definitely still listen to and and hang out and enjoy. So yeah, we're available wherever, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Yeah, and we also have a Patreon where we do um, kind of like, it's called Fangs After Dark, where it's basically just me and Kate shoot the shit about stuff that we want to talk about on the main podcast, but can't because it's like way too far into tangent territory. Mm -hmm. um, so we save that for Patreon subscribers. So if you'd like to hear that, we're it's at patreon.com slash fangscast. So. All right, links. There you go. As always. Gotta say, <laughs> <Thank you>. hard <laughs> recommend as someone who has not, seen Buffy, but has seen other Joss Whedon shows and is familiar with the Joss stereotypes at this mm -hmm. point, the Joss <laughs> archetypes, the, the Joss plot structures. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh. Well, thank you so much, Leslie, for imparting so much, so much wisdom on two games that, oh. or at least on one game, I'm, I don't think I'm going to know. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> That's fair. You know what? That's that. fine. But man, I can fuck a Kirby. We appreciate <laughs> it, especially because undoubtedly other people will come on the show this year and we'll talk about Elden Ring and we'll probably have very important and highbrow things to say. Mm -hmm. And I just want to ground everyone in the reality that I don't care about this game. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm so yeah. happy that people are really enjoying it because it does sound fun. If you're into this type of thing, it really does sound phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad you were able to experience that and actually uh, not chuck the disc out of the window. This time. <laughs> well, yeah, I got a digital copy, so I'd have to like <laughs> hoist my whole my whole desktop <sighs> into the into the street. <laughs> Which I've thought that. about, trust me. There have been times <laughs> there have been times when I was just like, ooh, I need to walk away, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I feel you. Fucking frost claw, <laughs> son of a bitch this morning. <laughs> well, I think that we're gonna save Cedric, who thankfully has been able to mute himself this entire time every time he has a coughing fit. <laughs> 
you know, I do try. It's for it's for the gamers at home. Mm-hmm. We appreciate yeah. it so much, and we appreciate mm-hmm. Sometimes you. Sometimes you must suffer for your art. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on, Leslie. This was great. As always, as expected. Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> I, I love talking to you guys, and I love the show, and I think y'all are doing great, great work. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, that was a show. That was a show. I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. I don't either. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We appreciate Leslie for joining us. Yes. Thank you for your wisdom. Yes. Thank you for your time. And thank you for the laughter. (laughs) If you despite that odd thing that Jordan just said, still want to support us, you can Hmm. by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on your platform of choice. That's right. And thank you to our patrons for supporting the show. We really appreciate you. Yes, thank you to Abner, Emma, Sarah, Enya, Mike, Cody, Nerdy, Shuli, and Ima. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend. Tell two friends. Tell two gamer Actually, you know what? Yeah. No. Tell your regular ass friends, too. Okay? Okay? Because everybody, everybody is a gamer. That's the point. That's the point here. Actually, the the podcast should just be called Friends. (laughs) Because everybody is a gamer. Everybody loves a fucking game. We are too black for that name. Uh (laughs) Actually, yeah, the podcast should just be called Living Single. Anyway, we will see you back here shortly. In less than a week. Oh, my God. Until then, deuces. Goodbye.